it's time to take a deep breath. Whether you're driving or sitting back relaxing, please welcome Lexi and Michelle. Hi, friends. Welcome to Deep Breath. I'm Michelle. I'm here with my friend Lexi. Hi, Michelle. Let's do our deep breath that we normally start our podcast with. Today, I wanted to start with a breath prayer that I'm just loving right now. So I invite you to do that with me on our inhale. We would say in our mind, you are here, Father. And on our exhale, and my soul knows the way. Inhale, you are here. Exhale, my soul knows the way. In these uncertain times, it's our desire to create a space for you where you feel anchored. And also our intention is that you would feel connection to God. And that's why we've created this space for you that we call Deep Breath. Our discussion today is around the word waiting. (laughs) Do I say that with heaviness? Mm. Waiting. Mm, waiting. And as a lot of states are getting ready to open, but we're not quite open, um, our activities have not resumed for the most part, some maybe a little bit, we are still in that waiting space, which really does tie in with the word liminal space where we were a few weeks ago. But we want to take this uh, to... A deeper place to what exactly happens in waiting and yeah and I don't want to talk about why it's good for us <laughs> that's because waiting I'm just gonna be honest is really painful yeah it's painful it's very painful place to be I've been in that place many times in yeah. my life and I I don't look on those times fondly mm-hmm. although I do look back and see what God did in them yeah. how about you gratitude Lexi? yeah I look back and I see pain but I see a lot of gratitude because those were big growth mm-hmm. uh, times whether that be my internal self growth or and usually it's connected with also my growth in knowing the Lord my trust in him my reliance on him Mm-hmm. So I'm always thankful. Mm-hmm. But waiting is hard. We're all waiting right now. We're in a holding pattern. Yeah. I've heard people call it the great pause. I like that. I like <laughs> it makes it. it sound a little nicer maybe because we don't like Like the great up. depression, but it's the great, great pause. pause. Oh, it's the great pause. It's for the greater good that we are doing this. Um but it's not a holding pattern that I chose. Mm. It was mandated to me. But a lot of the times when we're waiting, we didn't choose it, actually. This is just very unique in the way that it's collective, it's global, mm-hmm. and the government's involved. <laughs> there are many times, though, that we don't choose to. We didn't sign up. Oh, for sure. I was just thinking that after I said the subject of waiting. Like, whoever chooses to say, mm. I would like to be in a waiting hold pattern. Mm-mm. No one wants to no. be there. Uh. I don't think so. I, mean, I want to like maybe stop. You want to stop for a while, or maybe yeah, go take a break. But you don't want to be in the wait. But in the holding pattern, yeah. it's painful. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. restless. I've been thinking about how this holding pattern has removed, shut down, xed out, and eliminated so much activity in my life: adventure, change, celebration, mm-hmm. newness, um, 
plans and hopes have been stopped or rerouted. These are things we've talked about in the way of mm. grieving them, mm. grieving our losses. And now I don't even know what week we are on. Either. I don't even know. I don't guess I don't kind of want to Me neither. I don't want to name it. Don't, I, I don't want to know. But I'm finding that the, the worn out spaces, and, and this is what I experienced this week, lackadaisical. Personally, mm. I don't like that feeling. Mm. The lackadaisical meaning lacking enthusiasm determination, carelessly lazy. And girl, you know, I'm not lazy. (laughs) I get stuff done. My life is still busy, but not having other things going on and being in a holding pattern, waiting for life to move on at the same time, trying to be contemplative and inviting the Holy Spirit to use this time. Mm -hmm. There's just tension between Mm -hmm. those two things, ready to move on and yet wanting to get all squeeze all the goodness out of it that I can. Um, but a feeling lackadaisical in the way of just kind of like an atrophied muscle because things are in dormancy. Yeah. We brought that word up before and I yeah. thought of that when I thought holding pattern, thinking dormant. Yeah, talk more about that. <clears throat> yeah, I was wondering how we might reframe a little bit but not move too fast beyond it. One thing that I've wondered for myself and for others is to make sure that we're not returning to Egypt, if you will, Mm -hmm. returning to the old ways of coping the way that we would get through hard things. Cause this is a hard thing. Yeah. This isn't easy. So being aware of the negative coping mechanisms that might be popping up. Our old habits and patterns. Old habits and patterns that don't serve us. They're popping up. (laughs) Right? Because we're trying to get through. Mm -hmm. We're in pain. When you're in pain, Mm. what do we do? You just grab the first thing that brings comfort. Numb and bring comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Those things. They're not always healthy. Mm -hmm. So one, I just want to bring that up. Without condemnation, I asked maybe that question in the presence of the Lord. Are there ways that I'm numbing out, coping, reaching for comfort that aren't serving me and my relationship with God? well yeah mm-hmm. okay maybe that that question I've, I've asked it for myself too okay guys yeah <laughs> i'm writing it down okay <laughs> and then and then in this podcast michelle and i started it almost as if an offering of good coping healthy coping mechanisms True. almost right yeah. like these spiritual disciplines i guess you're right yeah <laughs> What are we reaching for with them? Connection with God. Yeah. Healthy ways to get through our pain. And ways to connect with our friends on it. Yeah. Right. Right. For Alexi and I's one-way conversations to be expanded to others. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So I will be honest and say I'm to the point of feeling so tired that some of my spiritual disciplines are feeling a little threadbare too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I still get up in the morning. I still have my journal and my Bible and worship and centering prayer is usually my way that I spend a couple hours with the Lord in the morning on my own. But there are places and spaces I'm feeling a little bit more dry and don't have the energy. Right. Just don't have the life force that I usually, I would say usually have. That lackadaisical feeling feels extended to my spiritual practices right now. Yeah. Hmm. 
and I'm asking God, how do I replenish? How do how you restock me? <laughs> how do you restock me? Yeah. Well, one of the things is recognizing if it's a waiting season, if we're in a holding pattern, and there's not any changing that, and I can't run out ahead of God, and I don't want to, is to name it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue Monk Kid. Yeah. Right? When the Heart Waits. <laughs> Fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Michelle and I both love. Yes. Highly recommend. Hey. She calls it the waiting yeasting. <laughs> right? Do, yep. do you bake or do anything with well, yeast? I I don't do anything with yeast because I tend to kill it. Me too. <laughs> but I bake with baking powder and baking soda. But my husband is a phenomenal he baker. Is. And he's always and he yeasting. he things yes. too. He ferments things. Yes. He ferments and he yeasts. He does both of those. Yeah. Oh. We should have him on. Yeah, just to talk about, yeah, you know, just to talk about what's going on yeah. in the natural. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something that's going on spiritually, but they, they mirror each other, right? Yeah. In yeasting or in fermenting. Yeah there is activity going on, but you can't see it. Mm-hmm. It just sits. And you need the right ingredients, the right conditions, and then you do what? Just sit there and watch. Wait, yeah. <laughs> you just wait. And it doesn't look very pretty, can I just say? No. Whether it's kombucha with the little mother it. in it, or like Chaz has been playing with uh, sourdough, yep. and it's ugly. It's all over my counter, these mm. little starters. But when he makes this, it tastes so good. Yeah, but it tastes so yeah. good. That's right. Yeah. Through the weight mm-hmm. and the sitting and the washing, you kind of wonder what is this even going to turn into. Yeah, kombucha, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought of when I read Sumon Kin's mm-hmm. book a couple years ago. I kept thinking about kombucha because I was brewing kombucha. I was like, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, kind of gross, but it tastes delicious after that period of time Uh that I've let it just sit and do its work. But it's not inactive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another imagery that comes up to me is gestation. Mm -hmm. I spent many years teaching childbirth classes. I also spent many years pregnant. But (laughs) (laughs) you have much experience. (laughs) Um, And the process of gestation there's so much development that's going on over so many months Mm -hmm. and you realize you can't have there's no window to peek in yeah there's no window to peek in and see what's going on in there you're even with the best you're feeling some activity but you can't see yes right even with ultrasounds you can see that's what i was gonna say (laughs) even with that you can kind of peek in but Mm -hmm. to really know and meet that person Mm -hmm. You won't know them for nine months yeah. plus <laughs> for some of us. <laughs> so how do we wait? Mm. I was wondering if you would want to share mm. a little bit about a time that you had to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the one that, the big one that comes to mind is that there's a period in my life where I was in a position at a church and it was really uh, life-giving to me. It was fruitful. It was fun. And all of a sudden, God started stirring in me that that I was going to have to lay it down. Talk about grieving. I cried every day for weeks. Mm. I didn't even know why I was crying. I'd come into work, and one of my coworkers would be like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know. But I felt something yeah. birthing in my spirit, yeah. this grieving that I was going to have to let it go. And I'm like, but for what? And so th- I... Had eventually, I was getting ready to actually go on a sabbatical. I don't, I can't remember if I actually intended to resign too. I believe so that I felt it was going to head that way. And when when I when I was about to talk to my pastor about this, 
he came to me and said he was moving on. Oh. And it was right at the same time. Same I was like, time. How interesting. That is. And so I thought, good timing for me then. That's yeah. confirmation that I'm to mm-hmm. move on, God too. prepared you. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the same time, then, they asked me to stay on longer than I had intended oh, okay. to transition to the new pastor. Yeah. So I said yes because of my love for the people yeah. that I serve and, yeah. and wanting that transition to go smoothly. Yeah. Well, that time, that three months, I believe it was, that I stayed on was really hard because it was that waiting and waiting because what the Lord had said in my heart was that I had faithfully served some men in particular their vision and and I had done it well like I'm a support person but now he was saying you get to do your own thing essentially You, you can run with the vision I'm giving you and so while I was looking ahead to that and so excited I was stuck in this place yeah still trying to maintain something that I had in a way been released from yeah So then once I was released from that, I moved into a time of sabbatical, which I knew I would. But again, God was really clear and like, now this is what I'm going to have you be doing. And this is what I don't want you to be doing. And it wasn't like slap on the hand, you can't do this. But what it was is this falling away of things that I had relied on Mm. and had almost like some coping things, but also some strengths of mine that had almost become a God, you know, like these are my strengths so I can run with them. And and God's like, "Eh, let's just strip away and you just be, and let's see what it looks like. Okay. Oh my goodness. It's a scary place. But there was gestation going on in that waiting, which ended up being probably six months of stripping, dying to things and just things falling off, but some really cool things growing too. So that's how it was for me. It was not easy. And if I were to look at how I got through it, Mm -hmm. it would be I could not keep my eyes on where I was at in that point or even where I wanted to go. Like the hope of, oh, I'm going to serve my own thing do my own thing. No, I had to keep my eyes straight ahead. If I, you know how a horse has those blinders on, that's how I felt that God had me in this place Mm. where he said, eyes on me, eyes on me, Mm. not right, not left. Do not look to the right or to the left. Do not look at what was behind. Do not look at what's going to be ahead. I have you here to look at my face. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I clung to. to. It kind of made it easier in a way, but it was still hard. But that's a way to, we're talking about healthy coping. Yeah. How do you stay in it? Mm-hmm. How do you stay in it and not revert into things that aren't healthy? How do you not check out from the process because pain is hard yeah. and it's uncomfortable and you just like essentially don't like it? Mm-hmm. How do you stay in it? And I think what's important for us to consider right now in this this time is we can look ahead, look forward to the release from quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I like the consideration that I'm having and even my kids are having of what stays and what goes, what we don't pick up again. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. But if we only focus on getting out, getting out, getting out, mm-hmm. moving on, there's not, that's not as rooted. That's not much of an anchor, is it? Right. Because right. we actually don't know when that's going to happen. So false hope. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it's going to be. Because our life is probably going to be very different, even Mm -hmm. when it opens back up. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying is keeping it close, 
mm-hmm. keeping it close to just what God's got, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I thought about as you were talking back to my childbirth education yeah. and um, things that I really used to love to um, share with others and educate women and empower them and, and husbands and fathers too is to understand the birthing process and that right after a birth there's the most alert time for mom and baby mm. and their eyesight, an infant's eyesight, they see the clearest from when mom or dad is holding them in their arms at breast height to the face mm. of their caretaker, mm. of mom, of dad, of their people that love them or holding mm. them close. Mm. Any further away, it gets really fuzzy and they mm. can't see as well. But in that space, it just makes me think of our so father sweet. holding yeah. us yeah. and us staying that close to him, mm. eyes on me, that close. He's holding us in the waiting then. He's close, holding us closer. That, that is what I felt actually in my waiting, mm. now that you say it, is a real closeness to yeah. him. And I have been feeling it also in yeah. this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think he is being gentle with us. Mm-hmm. From Sue Monk Kidd's book, when the heart waits, she says that the fullness of one soul evolves slowly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. We're asked to go within to gestate the newness God is trying to form. We're asked to collaborate with grace. Mm. I feel that grace in yeah. that saying, he's holding us close. There's yeah. a lot of grace. That doesn't mean that grace isn't a gift, nor does it mean that the deliberate process of waiting produces grace, but waiting does provide the time and space mm. necessary for grace to happen. Just true. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Me we'll too. link to that in the notes. That book is amazing. It's so good. She was gave words to my soul and still right. does as I pick it up again and mm-hmm. again and gotta give it back to Michelle because actually it belongs to her <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna rest, arm wrestle over that book get my own it <laughs> does get my own copy. make me want to read it again mm-hmm. I so I love that image he's holding us close mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what what ways have you felt that in this mm-hmm. in this time in particular I guess you've already named a few but no, anything else his his closeness to me has been, um, I would say, in the moments when I feel like I am pushing against the, um, the uncomfortableness of the situation, the things that I don't like mm-hmm. that are going on, you know, that, that, that I don't get to have a say, my autonomy being stripped. I really don't like that. Mm-hmm. I do feel him gather me back up and whisper things like, um, but I have something for you. Mm-hmm. I hear him almost, almost. it's not maybe a word, but a, him kind of beckoning me with a little finger. You know, <laughs> come in, come mm-hmm. in close, mm-hmm. come in close. Closer. And to me that, um, there's no other place I really want to be. So to get itchy and antsy to get get on and get moving, I think it's normal and um, and I think he smiles at me when I get like that, mm-hmm. and then he just tells me, "Come on, come on over, come sit with me." I wonder if this would be a a question to jot in your journal right now, um, and that you 
wouldn't necessarily expect the answer right now, but I think it would be really cool to look back mm. in however long, a few mm-hmm. months, and see what the answer is. Because often in the waiting, we don't see exactly what's right. being birthed. No. Like you said, we can't see that child. We can't meet right. them face to face. Sometimes you don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. That's right. But here's my question. What is worked out or birthed in this waiting period? Mm-hmm. What is being worked out in me? What is being birthed? And let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens, how God answers that question so that we actually can look back yeah. and see with awareness and connection with God and what exactly he was doing in this That's time. That's good. And I think it can help us reframe right here and now. Yeah. There's purpose mm-hmm. and he is with us. And there's goodness that we can we can look at and yeah. hear him answer us. So, so tethering ourselves to that <laughs> thought that eyes on him, he's the author and finisher of our faith. I'll leave you with this verse, Psalm 27, 13, and a little blessing. The verse is, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we hold on to that hope. My blessing for you today is this. Friends, I bless you with deep understanding that his words are your very life. I bless you with knowing that your faithful father is watching over his purposes that are not yet completed. Promises that await a future time for fulfillment. Friends and Lexi, I bless you with enjoying life, being renewed, refreshed and restored in your relationship with God and his faithfulness expressed in his word. So friends, be blessed in your time of waiting and keep your eyes on him. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lexi. Bye, Michelle. Bye, Bye friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on your favorite social media platform. Subscribe to listen in next time. And don't forget to take a deep breath.